Hello and welcome to today's Living Life. Uh, one of my favorite movies is the movie Lord of the Rings, and it's a it's a tale that was directed by Peter Jackson most recently, and it's an amazing epic story, and it has so many twists and turns. But one thing that I'm constantly uh, drawn to, and the scenes that I'm most uh, attracted to, is those moments when we see the corruptive influence of the ring. And we see it uh, with Boromir, who was one of the accompaniments to Frodo. And we see how slowly it twists his mind and changes the way he thinks, and he begins to covet and want it for himself. And we see it not just in the person of Boromir, but we see more and more as people encounter the ring and they begin to desire it, that they throw away all wise counsel and they only pursue that selfish desire that the ring kind of encourages in people. And it corrupts, and it corrupts absolutely. And we see it initially at the very beginning when we think about the series, we see uh, when they first defeat the enemy, uh, they have this ring and they're about to throw it into this volcano where the ring will be destroyed. But what we find is that at the last moment, uh, the king who is about to throw this ring away and trust the advice of his wise counselors, he ignores the advice of the wise counselor and instead pursues his own desire, which is to keep the ring as his own souvenir. And this leads to a whole host of other problems. But as we look in today's living life, I'm, we'll be looking at the story of a king who also ignores the wise advice of his, of his friends, of his peers, of his followers, and instead makes it perhaps a little bit more about himself. So let's look at today's living life and uh, see where we end up. Second Chronicles chapter 25 verses 14 through 28 When Amaziah returned from slaughtering the Edomites, he brought back the gods of the people of Seir. He set them up as his own gods, bowed down to them, and burned sacrifices to them. The anger of the Lord burned against Amaziah, and he sent a prophet to him who said, Why do you consult this people's gods, which could not save their own people from your hand? While he was still speaking, the king said to him, Have we appointed you an advisor to the king? Stop, why be struck down? So the prophet stopped, but said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not listened to my counsel. After Amaziah, king of Judah, consulted his advisors, he sent this challenge to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, Come, let us face each other in battle. But Jehoash king of Israel replied to Amaziah king of Judah, A thistle in Lebanon sent a message to a cedar in Lebanon, Give your daughter to my son in marriage. Then a wild beast in Lebanon came along and trampled the thistle underfoot. You say to yourself that you have defeated Edom, and now you are arrogant and proud, but stay at home, why ask for trouble and cause your own downfall and that of Judah also? Amaziah, however, would not listen, for God so worked that he might deliver them into the hands of Jehoash because they sought the gods of Edom. So Jehoash king of Israel attacked. He and Amaziah king of Judah faced each other at Beth, Shemesh, and Judah. 
Judah was rooted by Israel, and every man fled to his home. Jehoash king of Israel captured Amaziah king of Judah, the son of Joash, the son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. Then Joash brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, a section about 400 cubits long. He took all the gold and silver and all the articles found in the temple of God that had been in the care of Obed-Edom, together with the palace treasures and the hostages, and returned to Samaria. Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, lived for fifteen years after the death of Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. As for the other events of Amaziah's reign, from beginning to end, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? From the time that Amaziah turned away from following the Lord, they conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent men after him to Lachish and killed him there. He was brought back by horse and was buried with his ancestors in the city of Judah. Hello, and welcome back to Living Life. As you saw in the passage, we begin to continue the story that we heard from, uh, from yesterday, looking at the story of King Amaziah. And in it, we see many, many moments of foolishness, where he ignores the counsel uh, of the prophet, and, the, and in fact, he gets condemned, and he ignores seemingly advice of the northern king, who says, don't pick a fight with me. And in fact, we see at the very end of today's passage that uh, King Amaziah is actually ruined. He loses his life at the very end. But it's easy when we look in hindsight. You know, we have the saying, hindsight is twenty-twenty. When we look back at every moment, we begin to see, oh, if only I took a different turn there, or if only I turned and uh, listened to somebody else's advice at that point, then oh, my life would have been so different. But we know that history only moves forward, that we can't ever go back and, re and uh, we can regret our decision, but we can't change our decision. And we see in King Amaziah that he probably, at the very end of his life, has many regrets. When we look at his life as a whole and we look at, we get to see all the years of his life in just a few short verses. And we begin to see, uh, it's easy for us, I think, to just kind of judge him and be, I think that's a little bit foolish. But when we look at his life, we, sometimes we're so divorced from the context that we don't see what led to these switches, what led to these challenges, and why he chose the wrong things. When we look at Amaziah, we see that he worshipped foreign gods. Uh, he ignored a message from a prophet sent by God, and he picked a fight with a stronger, perhaps northern neighbor, and he lost the fight. So what went wrong? And I love the book of Chronicles because it tells us a theological interpretation. In other words, an interpretation given by God for what is going wrong or right in the lives of the people. And we see in Second Chronicles at the very beginning, in uh, verses 15 and 16, it says that he appealed to foreign gods and he turned away from God's uh, rebuke through that prophet. And that rebuke, if he turned and listened and turned from his ways, it would have led to a right walking with God. It would have led to repentance. Uh, and this is a really, really sad story because Amaziah is introduced as somebody who walked right with God. He walked in the ways of the Lord. But slowly, through fighting an ancient old enemy, he starts fighting the Edomites, which was a strong kingdom to the south. And he fights them, and then 
to get backup, he hires mercenaries from the north, from Israel, his brothers, and God sends a prophet saying, send those mercenaries away. You don't need them. I will accomplish the victory, not by your power, but by my might, is what God says in the passage. But Amaziah here, we see something amazing as he obeys the prophet. He sends away these uh, mercenaries that he hired, and it says a hundred talents of silver is what he paid to recruit them. And for us, we're like, I'm not exactly sure how much a talent is. Um, but if we put it in modern currency value, it's probably somewhere over about $1.5, $1.6 million. So he paid this money, brought in outside help, and the prophet of God says, send them away. We don't need them. Don't get any money back from them. Just send them away. So Amaziah obeys the prophet of God. And we might be tempted to think at the beginning, wow, this is a really good start. You know, he's listening to God, he's walking with God. But we begin to see uh, small twists and changes here. As soon as he accomplishes the victory, or rather God brings victory to him, uh, we see him take those idols that the Edomites worshipped, and he brings them home and he worships them. He sacrifices to them. And initially, I think for us, we're not familiar with why they would do this. They is like, why would you take somebody else's gods who didn't help and, you know, sacrifice to them? Well, in the ancient context, the idea was, if you accomplish victory over another enemy, it means those gods have turned their allegiance from that people group to supporting the, uh, the other people group. So for Amaziah, when he's looking at this, if he's looking at the perspective of the world is, the reason why they were able to defeat the Edomites is the gods of the Edomites switched to Amaziah. They switched their allegiance to Amaziah and his cause. So as a result, he bows down and worships them. And this is where God gives his counsel to a prophet and a rebuke, but he ignores the rebuke of the prophet. And he follows the advice of his strategists, his royal counselors. And what his royal counselors say instead is, we need to, in fact, attack the mercenaries, uh, attack the northern kingdom. Because mercenaries that you hired, well, they were angry when, they, when you sent them away, so they actually plundered and looted us from behind. They took our loot, our, our, our families, they, they hurt us. So in the eyes of the world is, if we're attacked, we must retaliate back. So this is perhaps why Amaziah decides to uh, turn around and attack uh, Israel. And we see that weird dialogue happening between him and the northern kingdom where he says, why, why are you going to attack me? Don't attack me. But Amaziah, probably defending national pride, turns around and uh, decides to attack instead. And we see, ultimately, that we see that Amaziah is actually following the wisdom of the world. Initially, it looked like he was following God's wisdom. But we see through sacrificing to these idols, and we see um, really through... Um, him ignoring the advice of God and listening to the advice of the counselors to attack the northern kingdom, that he turns away from God and instead follows the ways and the wisdom of the world. And, is, and we would do well in some ways to remember 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 27, which says, uh, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong.
at the beginning of this living life, I told uh, a story about my favorite movie, The Lord of the Rings. And in it, we see that this power and this desire for this ring of power, this one ring, uh, led many people to covet and to turn away from wise advice and in fact to pursue their own desire. And uh, there's this false understanding perhaps to think that they'll be, they'll be safe from the corruptive uh, influence of the, world, of the ring. And we see that a little bit play out in our society today is sometimes we play with fire. We play with all the desires of the world, all the things that the world offers. And we think that we'll be free from its seductive value, that we can you know, just turn away and separate our hearts from the things that we participate in. Whether we buy into certain cultural values or um, maybe we follow a certain trend that the world is always following. And oftentimes I feel like we may feel like we're not tempted just like the world is. But really, if we, if we adhere to it, if we follow it, that truly shows where our heart is. So today, perhaps a challenge for us is to remember God's message to the Laodicean church in uh, Revelation chapter 3. And God advises that church uh, to not trust in their own riches or perhaps even in their own power, but instead to align their perspective with God's agenda and to see where God is leading. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you for today's word. We thank you for the message that was given, uh, that you showed through King Amaziah. I pray that you would help our hearts to not sway between the desires of this world and of you, but that you would help us, O oh Lord, to keep our eyes focused on you, to walk with you, and to not buy into the desires and the seductive tendencies that this world tends to follow. So Father, thank you for today. Draw us near to you and help us to walk in an upright path with you, O oh Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world of stepping in closer.